This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, good morning. Sous chef of the garden, uh, Frank Proctor here. Uh, I just welcomed Charlie as she swam into the parking lot. Uh, holy <laughs> mackerel. Literally. What a crazy morning, huh? There's a lot of traffic and a lot of water on the road. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Well, when I left the farm up there in the Newmarket area earlier today, it was sleeting like wow. ice pellets. Oof. And, and uh, let's see, it was minus one, I think it was. So, oh, yeah, man. My, you might be staying down was, here tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was just a nasty drive down, too, because, yeah. you know, when you're driving along in that uh, rain, it, it, it just screws up your, your vision. That's true. And, and you know what's worse? I find gray colored cars. They disappear. In this weather, yeah. with no lights on. Yeah, yeah. That's what, right. what the heck? I know. I was like choosing who I wanted to follow. I was like, okay, <laughs> you, I'm not following. You don't have any lights on. <laughs> so, you know what? We've got to just infuse this show with happiness. and yeah, easy uh, to do. Yeah, Whenever well, I go. see you, I just, uh, you put a smile on my there, face. There you go. <laughs> uh, and let me, let me get the phone numbers on the air here and a few other little things. Okay, we'll get underway. Uh, in Toronto, you want to call Charlie Dobbin, who is the master gardener here on Zoomer Radio. Here's the number, 416-360-0740. Anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Keep in mind our little mantra, would you please? Uh, call early, call often, one question per call. And if you happen to be a first-time caller, Sebastian Hearn, uh, behind me in the control room. Is that his last name? Yes, Sebastian <laughs> Hearn. You, you've never... Oh, my. Yeah, well, look at, He's just he's getting, fell off his chair. Well, Here he, he comes. <laughs> <laughs> Full uh, ownership there. Uh, you, you tell them you're a first-time caller, and that will greet you just before you get to the airwaves. You burn your garden wings. Uh, you've Which got is someone else. Everybody's w- yeah, w- need yeah. to have. And did you see the mantra? The call? Yeah, you said call early. Yes, I did. Yeah, don't wait. Don't wait because we get busy at the end of the show every time. Yep. Okay, a couple of things going on. Of course, yep. we're getting this gardening season is starting to get into full swing. I mean, yesterday was gorgeous. I would have loved to have been out sort of doing a bit of cutting down on some of the f- dried up old perennials and such, but I was at school all day teaching, so it was pretty late Aww. by the time I got home. And of course, this weekend, hmm. Um, but <clears throat> lots going on. Of course, it goes without saying that the Royal Botanical Gardens and Toronto Botanical Gardens have all kinds of events going on for families, for interested hobby gardeners through the weekend. They've got adult education happening with certain courses and really some very interesting stuff, which I'll tell you a bit about more later. But this week, April the 7th, is that this week? I guess that's actually next week. Next Today's the 30th, but nevertheless, it's a week today. The Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society is hosting a meeting. It's at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. There's a plant sale, and I mentioned this, I think, last week. Very good plant sale to attend at 1230. There's a speaker on the best alpines of the Dolomites and the Alps of Switzerland, Austria, and Slovenia at 11 a.m. And cultivation and propagation of the genus Saxifraga starts wow. at 130. <laughs> Sounds like a good 
tune. <laughs> Let's play that sax again. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to remember that one for sure. Yeah. I love the names that Frank remembers. <laughs> uh, so that's going to be fun, a very fun meeting to attend. There's also the following day, Monday, April 8th, the Agent Court Garden Club uh, hosting a meeting for which... Everybody is invited, whether you're a novice, an expert, or anybody in between. They love to have guests, and they're a pretty fun group. They meet at 8 o'clock with guest speaker this week, or next week, Carl Koner, speaking on grasses in the landscape. So that, I think, would be ornamental grasses in the landscape, as opposed to turf grasses. It does include a dessert table and coffee and tea, all for a small donation. They meet at the Knox United Christian Education Center, 2575 Midland, at Shepherd in Toronto. Toronto. Um, and then I'll just quickly mention that the Riverdale Hort Society meets that same week on April 10th. Regular, it's the regular meeting, but they have a flower show going on, so it'll be pretty. Speaker is our wonderful, one of our favorite fill-ins when Frank goes away, Sean James, and he is speaking on Looks Good Enough to Eat Permaculture. And speaking of the Riverdale Horticultural Society, yes. I received a note that you didn't. I know. Yeah, they've got their uh, uh, 2019 worm casting sale uh, beginning uh, soon. Just have a note here. It says uh, a bit later than usual, but here we go. They're selling their worm castings. The bags are once again 50 to 60 pounds instead of the 60 to 70 oh. of the early years. Because of this, we'll only have large and half-size bags available. And pricing for those two sizes remain the same, $15 for the large, $10 for the half. Pickup date Saturday, April 20th from 10 a.m. to 1 in the afternoon. That's at 39 Hunter Street. you got to place your order by uh, April 16th. And then Sunday, April 28th. Again, uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., 3900 Street. And uh, Saturday, May 18th from 10 to oh, 1. Oh, that's good. So there's and three. that's over at 21 Garnick oh. Avenue. So three opportunities to pick yeah. up. How do we yeah. order? Uh, I guess maybe you just go online there to, yeah. Okay. Uh, RHS Wormcastings at gmail.com. Yeah, so RHS for Riverdale Hort Society. Yeah, Wormcastings. All castings, one word, Wormcastings at, at, at gmail. Gmail.com. Excellent. And, and you yeah. tried the Wormcastings, and did you love them or what? Um, I turned them over to Shirley. Oh, so and, uh, we need Shirley so to we tell need, us. Need, need Shirley to <laughs> say, because yeah, I'm pretty oblivious. I, I'm, I'm bereft of any opinion in that, in that regard. But you uh, did order yeah. and pick up, so that yeah, was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, what are Wormcastings after all? Well, Worm poop. That's right. Worm yeah. poop. Best stuff in the world. Best. Oh, there you go. Absolutely brilliant. Okay. So get some if you can. Well, golly, you know, we got to move along here because mm. we're almost coming up to 914, mm. and we have lots of callers online. So we'll get to those calls and say hi to Diane here in Toronto momentarily. The Garden Show from Zuma Radio. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All right, my little darling, let's move along here to the phone lines. That's uh, Diane on the line, just around the corner maybe here in Toronto. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Morning. Uh, I have a hedge which I would like to bring down a bit, mm -hmm. and I'm wondering when is the best time to cut it back? I'm getting all kinds of advice <laughs> from neighbors, and it's all different types of advice. So what kind of plants are is the hedge made out of? I think it's called a privet. Oh, okay. You know what? You can... Um, actually, you're, what's cool about privet is you can 
anytime, except I wouldn't do it on a wet day like today, you can cut privet down to about four inches tall, like right down, dramatically down, which will then rejuvenate the whole plant, the whole, all the plants, and they'll come back up like brand new plants, like you've just planted them. Wow. So if you want to go that far, you can. If you were going to trim it down that far, I mean, it's probably got big, it's been there for a number of years, I imagine. So oh, it's got it's about 35 years old. Yeah, so it's got a good, good size. I just want to bring it down maybe a foot. Yeah, yeah the problem, I mean, you can do that as well, but you'd almost be better to just start the whole thing from the ground up because it'll look better. You'll have more even growth and, and it'll be more sort of um, properly filled in. If you say, well, I want to bring it down a foot and I recognize it's going to grow about six inches after, you know, throughout this coming gardening season or growing season, six to eight inches, you will be back up roughly to where you are now if you took a foot off today. Okay. By the end of the season. So if that's, so that, that's what you sort of have to envision when you're thinking about cutting down, um, hedges early in the season. Spring is definitely the time to do it, regardless of how far you're going to go down. Um, because that's when all the new growth will come. The, the challenge is, is that if it's a little sparse at the bottom, which I imagine it is, they do get a bit, um, thin at the bottom from lack of sunlight. Uh, so that will continue. You, it will still be fairly not filled in at the bottom, but it'll be nice and bushy on the top where you've done that trimming. So that's why that whole rejuvenation idea and bringing it right down, even to like a foot tall, it'll grow back up uh, again, a foot. So it'll be two feet tall by the end of the season. Next year, it'll be another, you know, three feet tall, depending on sort of how you want to do it. But thinning so when, it as when you. When do I do this? Now, one neighbor is saying, do it now while it's dormant. You, another, you, another one is saying, well, wait till it starts getting its leaves. <laughs> Well, better to, you could definitely do it now when it's dormant. You could definitely do it anytime in the next month because it's going to start waking up and start growing. Just don't do it on a wet day. Do it on a dry, sunny day. Okay. Okay. And then, and look for anything dead when you're cutting down. Look for anything that's dead, diseased, damaged. Remove that as well. And I would get some nice, oh, probably some composted manure or something like that or homemade compost and dig in about an inch of that all along the base of the shrub in the soil. Just gently, not deep, you know, you don't have to cultivate it deep, but just get some fresh organic material around the base of the plants. And again, that will help them grow better and be stronger. Now, if I do it now on a sunny day, mm-hmm. would it be damaged if we get some frost or snow nope. in April? Or not at all. No, nope. no, nope. snow will fall right through. It will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll do it now. <laughs> there you go. It's Thanks. a good, good thing to do. <laughs> all right, Diane. Thanks for joining us here on this soggy, ugh, kind of. Gray Saturday. day, but yeah. I, I love the way we both got the same memo, and we're, we're in pink. We're in very yeah, springy, yeah. cheerful pink uh, today. There you go. On this gray day. In Cambridge, there's Margaret on the line. Hi, Margaret. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm calling regarding tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Last year, my tomato plants, my tomatoes were woody at the stem, and part of the flesh on the top of the tomato was also woody. You, I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> um, yeah, like it actually, the top of the tomato was... It's hard, like the, yeah. the flesh of the, at the top of the tomato mm-hmm. is quite hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Is there a solution to that? or um, Do you know what variety you were growing? I had early girl mm-hmm. and I had beef steak. Oh, interesting. Um, I, probably, I don't know this for positive sure, so I can double check, but probably what you experienced there was 
inconsistent watering and the plant responded, meaning so that it would, the plants were getting too dry in between waterings and they get rained on or irrigated by you. And then uh, again, they dry down too much. So when we have that going on, we do get some odd textures, particularly tomatoes. They, we get split skins when we get a really big rainfall after having a real dry period, just because the plants swell up with water and all the skin splits on the actual fruit. Um, and the woodiness is typically same thing. It's from being too dry and then, you know, long periods of dryness. Mm-hmm. I would try watering more consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, tomatoes are what we consider heavy feeders. So ensure that you are providing adequate nutrition, whether it's through compost uh, and, um, you know, homemade compost, that sort of thing, or whether it's with a synthetic fertilizer. Just make sure that you are feeding them consistently and, and ensure that they're being kept consistently moist. So mm-hmm. not always wet or anything like that, but just make sure that they are getting regular watering. Are, is tomatoes supposed to get a lot of water? Well, not so, um, it's amazing the amount of water they need. They are big plants, right? Think of a beefsteak, even early girl. They, there's, a, they, there's a lot of growth there, a lot of leaves, a lot of mm-hmm. stems. And, of course, we want the fruit and flowers. So th- they do take a fair amount of water. Okay, I do cut a lot when it's so, there's so many leaves, I cut some of the leaves off. Yeah. Should I be doing that? Well, one thing about taking all those leaves off is you've got to be careful because you can get sunburning on the, the tomatoes. And okay. so that some of your woodiness could have even been from that, though, because you'll, you'll be like a burn or a scorch. Too, too much sun. Yeah. So, so it's okay to remove some leaves. I understand doing that, particularly when we get into sort of the middle of August and mm-hmm. we know that there's only a limited time left to still get tomatoes that will typically take the top off and then do some thinning out of some of the foliage. I um I train my tomatoes onto stakes, so I do remove suckers. I don't let them become big bushy uh, monster I plants. To do that too. Yeah. Okay. And like the, the fertilizing is that supposed to be done every week or every uh, couple every couple of weeks. Couple of weeks. Yeah. Follow the instructions on the package, Margaret. So am I better off to start uh, Margaret, my own seeds? Margaret, I'm and- sorry. Margaret, darling, mm-hmm. hold on. You you've skipped into about five questions, <laughs> and I have to choice. I have to kind of pull a halt <laughs> there because other listeners are are waiting to have their turn. Okay, call back though. Call back. Yeah, that's that's good. the rule. We're going to do All a right? tomato seminar by the sounds of it. <laughs> okay. yeah, <all> right. <laughs> Thanks, Margaret. And we have to slide to a halt here because we're uh, due for a little commercial uh, message or two. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come back and say hi to John in Mississauga here on The Garden Show. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. You know, Charlie, every once in a while I glance down at my notes here to see who's coming up next. And I put John and Mrs. Saga, and I wonder if it's our old friend John I calling imagine. He's well, not well, old. No, no, he's <laughs> young John. <laughs> Good friend. <laughs> John is right. Oh, it there is. he is. Yes, Frank, hey, John. I'm older than you, my friend. <laughs> I, don't, counting. I don't think so, but go ahead. By the way, Frank and Charlie, I... Um, I had the opportunity Wednesday be there with the consignment, and I visit your studio. Oh, good. Oh, I loved it. Nice. I loved it. So now you know where we are. 
Oh yes, and oh you, yes. Now I know where you are. If, <laughs> if you're um, harvesting too many tomatoes, you know where to bring them. Okay, no problem, right. Charlie. Like I said, even my GPS just do it by itself. There now. you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, Charlie, I uh, this is the first year that I did. Um, I picked up the geraniums, hmm. and I watched them yesterday. I watched them. I took them yesterday, and it looks like I have all I have is dry branches, sort of. There's still the the roots. Um, so what am I going to do with those? <sighs> okay, so what did you do with, where were they all winter? Um, it, they were in the furnace room. And you had taken them out of the pots? Yeah. Hung yeah. them up? <clears throat> Take them off the pot, clean all the uh, soil. The soil. And you hung them upside down? Yes. And the furnace room, what's the average temperature in the furnace room? Um, uh, you know, like room- to be honest with you, at night will be around 18, but yeah. then uh, during the day probably around 20, 21. Right. So, okay. So that's the problem. Uh-oh. What you, what you did is you did, uh, it's a method of, of preserving geraniums that has been around for a long, long time, but it is based on having a cool, almost like a root cellar type oh, temperature okay. in to keep them semi dormant. So they, they won't die. Mm-hmm. They'll look kind of dead, but they won't really be dead because they'll be kept cool and somewhat some humidity around them. So they don't just dry up and turn brown and wrinkled in our heated basements. Um, the plants do just lose and desiccate. They lose all their moisture and uh-huh. end up dying. What you could do, what I'd probably do right now is I take those plants, I would fill a pail with some, uh, lukewarm, you know, room temperature water and uh-huh. stick those roots into the pail and see what happens. See yeah. if, if there's any kind of rehydration opportunity. There could be some life in those plants. And if there is, then what you'll end up doing is just taking some tip cuttings from uh-huh. the tips and attempting to root those little cuttings and mm-hmm. then have more geraniums. What about getting a humidifier to add to the room to around those flowers? Isn't that work or help? It's more of a temperature thing for the purposes of storage. It was that storing in such a high heat that's really the problem. So the the geraniums are pretty tough, but they they can't survive without lower heat. I heard the last week, Charlie, but I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I don't don't recall. Mm. But... um, but like I said, you know, well, I try and do what you're telling me and hope for the best. Yeah, try it. I, like, cause I'm like you. I, my whole basement is completely finished and warm and all those yes, important yes, things. It is. So what I do is with my geraniums, I just keep them going as houseplants. I have sunny southern window ledges and I just keep them growing. And of course they do, you know, this mm-hmm. day as green plants and they'll pop the odd flower. And then as we get to this, you know, April time of year, I will start taking cuttings so that I can then propagate and have more little baby plants off of the mother plant. It's the mother that I keep over the winter. No, child, but the problem I the problem I have is my wife has the bay window because she already <laughs> even started the the, the tomato seed. <laughs> there you, know, you go. So I, I cannot oh. do that. <laughs> you needed some grow lights. I'm not getting mixed up in this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Always Thanks. good to Charlie see you, John. Frank, okay. Thanks you, for calling, John. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio. I'm Frank Proctor, Charlie Dobbin, our master gardener. And you can reach her by calling, well, in Toronto, 41 six three six zero zero seven forty and anywhere in the province it's toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty and we go next to gloria calling in from scarborough hi gloria hi 
guys, Frank. Um, I I wasn't quick enough to get down the information oh. for the, the worm casting. Oh, all right. All and right. I don't have a computer. Do you have a phone number? Uh, do you know? Um, Here, well, give me the. I'll get a friend to do it. Sure. For me, then. Okay. So it's uh, it's all small case. Okay. Okay. R H S. R H S is in Sam. That's correct. Okay. And then worm castings. Worm. Castings. Castings. Just at, a moment, cast. Yep, yep, that's okay. <laughs> okay. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Gmail. Yep, yep. M-A-I-L? Uh, yes. yes, correct. A-I-L. Mm-hmm. And, okay, dot I'll com. just repeat it, and that, then I sure. can get off the phone. All it's right. R-H-S, warm castings, that circle little thing. Yep. <laughs> right. Mail. What Gmail just dot com. Yep. Wait. Put after Gmail. Put dot com. Oh, okay. After Gmail dot com. Yep. C O M. Thank you. And it's worm as it W O R M worm. Castings. Worm. Okay. Yeah. And what about the dates again? Okay. Uh, the pickup dates are Saturday, April twentieth, from ten. Uh, Saturday, April twentieth. Mm-hmm. Yep. From ten a.m. to one p.m. 10 to 1, yeah. Uh-huh. That's at 39 Hunter Street. 39 okay. Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> That's right. Where is that, Hunter Street? Uh, basically a little bit in the east end, if I remember correctly. And then Sunday, April 28th from 10 to 1. And Saturday, but you know, mm-hmm. 28th. Yeah, one, 10 to 1. Again, 10 to 1. Yep. Yeah. At 3900 Street. You know, you'd best have a friend uh, send uh-huh. a little note to the folks there. They uh-huh. will send you all this information <coughs> in a return uh, email, okay? Okay. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's going to take forever in a day to. But I think the, get, m- the main yep. thing is there's the two sizes of bags. That's right. So you just have to decide which size bag or 15 how many. 15 bucks for the large one, $10 for the half. Yeah. Just, yes, I heard that. Right. Now, can that go in planter boxes? Yeah, make, I wouldn't. We're, never use worm casting straight. You're going to use it as an amendment to existing soil. So planter boxes, you should be using a container type mix. So that's uh-huh. a, a bet. You buy that as a can, um, potting soil or soilless mix, and you can mix it half and half with the worm castings at the high at the most. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank and, you and, for that. that oh, that's you're great. welcome. Uh, just quickly mention that uh, mm-hmm. only pre placed and confirmed orders will be filled cash payments due on pickup. Already? Yes. But they'll send you that information, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Okay, you're very welcome. Thanks, Thanks for nice calling. Day. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, you very much, Gloria. Oh, Heather's going to be happy to hear that. We're just promoting uh, yeah, those well, worm castings. <laughs> I tell you, yeah, we could stick with it all, all through the program. Uh, hey, Bob in Toronto is, no, I think he's, yes, yes, he's next on the line. Good morning, Bob. Yeah, good morning. Uh, I was going to ask you about a plant. It's green, light green and dark green leaves, and it stays in water, and you never need to plant it in earth. And I've had it four years, and it's a lush color. Would you happen to know the name of it? It was given to me years ago. What do the leaves look like? They're, uh, They're long, and they're a dark green and a light green. And the, uh, is it almost like a stripe on the leaves? or it's yeah, a... it's like a stripe, mm. but it, it comes down. And when you were given this plant, it was in a vase with water and probably stones or something in the bottom of the vase. No, it mm. was just water in a vase, oh, and I, I've had it for four years. Mm-hmm, good. It is, the proper name for that is Dracaena, so D as in dog. Oh. 
R A C E N A. It is a, I can't, that's the genus, uh, species. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I can look it up if you want. Uh, it's a plant that is pretty amenable to growing in soil or water. And it's also pretty amenable to different light levels, which, which is why it's used the way it's used. It can go in right into a sunny windowsill or it can go 20 feet away from a sunny windowsill. So it's, it's pretty good that way. Well, thank you very much. Okay. You're very, very welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Uh, Have a great weekend, despite what Mother Nature's throwing down on us. Gosh, (laughs) just can't wait for some sunshine and warmth, huh? Uh, Jane in Newmarket. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. What's going on at your place? I have a small Christmas cactus in my solarium inside on the north side. Mm -hmm. It has a little bud on it. I just wondered if it may bloom. Yep. It's just confused. <laughs> Later on, like in the fall? or No, no, maybe? that little bud um, will likely continue to swell, and it will pop some color in time for Easter. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not sure which season it wants to celebrate, so it's trying to cover yeah, off all confused. of them. It doesn't get any sun. Yeah, so, that, oh. does it, so do you get blooms at Christmas time? Normally I do. My oh. other one, I, I lost it, and I ha- I bought this recently. It's a small one, yeah. a little guy. Yeah, so it's come yeah. out of a greenhouse. It's a little and, new one. Yeah, if you, if, so that's too bad it doesn't get any direct sunlight, because Christmas cactus do like, you know, they are a cactus. Even though they're a forest cactus, they're still cactuses. So the brighter the spot, usually the better. Yeah. Um, so do you take consider taking it outside if you can for the summer. Well, it's in a in a condo. I could oh, put right. it at the end of the day, get a bit of sun then. Yeah, not yeah. a bad idea. And then you're more likely to get blooms next fall or, you know, Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas time rather than now. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I think it's just responding to the longer days is what's going yeah. on. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Thanks, Jane. Okay. Have a, have a great weekend, huh? Well, and there actually are different cactuses wow. that really are called Easter cactuses. It, they are different from Christmas cactus. Oh, really? Yeah. There's oh. a di- the the leaves are a slightly different shape. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, even the flowers are different. You never know what you're going to learn on this show. I'm telling you. I'm it's telling true. you. Well, so maybe, saying, I'm just thinking maybe Jane has an Easter cactus and she, she just said she just got it. So maybe it's, an, it is maybe an she's Easter, thinking yeah, it's a Christmas okay. cactus. Um, as we say goodbye to Jane, that leaves a line open. And in fact, we've got a couple of lines open right now in Toronto, 416-360-0740. And anywhere in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-740. 4740. And oh, Frankie reaches for the bell. <laughs> That's for Barbara in Aurelia. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. What's going on? I got a beautiful potted uh, bulb, mm-hmm. spring bulbs, for a couple of weeks ago. The flowers are finished. I've cut off the stems. Mm-hmm. There were tulips, uh, hyacinths, and um, uh, daffodils all in the same big pot. Nice. Now that the flowers are all finished and the leaves are still green. Now, while I wait for the leaves to turn yellow, mm-hmm. uh, do I fertilize as I'm watering or do I just stop watering altogether? No, no. Do fertilize and do continue watering. Okay. Okay. And so the leaves will eventually turn yellow. And yeah. Them so, off? So, so as the leaves will get paler and paler, it takes six to eight weeks for that to take place. Uh-huh. You're going to water less and less because you don't want to overwater. No. Um, so you're only going to feel the soil, and if the soil is dry, give it a nice thorough watering. You only really need to fertilize once, but now is the best time to do it because you want to rejuvenate those bulbs. You want them to fatten up, get nice and juicy, and um, let that very natural 
uh, die down of the foliage happen over, like I say, six to eight weeks. Okay, then and, when there's no more frost, I can put them in the shed for the summer and then in the fall plant them? Yeah, or you can even plant them out in the summer if you want. It's just okay. you can plant once the ground is thawed and you're out in the garden and those are completely dormant. Choose a spot that's going to be well drained soil and sunny in the spring and plant them outside a couple inches deep, pointy okay. end up, and you'll get beautiful outdoor blooms next year. Okay, very, thank you very much. So just plant, uh, just fertilize them once. Yeah, once is enough. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for calling. You are welcome, and uh, we're welcome to a little break for Charlie. She uh, has certainly been earning her keep today, boy. And we'll be back to the callers in just a couple of moments. Uh, lines are getting jammed up again. My golly, four one six three six zero zero seven forty in Toronto and anywhere in the province. Toll free here for the Garden Show one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Charlie and I shall return in moments. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. You know, Charlie, I would bet dollars to donuts that in Kitchener, Ontario, they're getting the same lousy way they were. <laughs> and Hal is there right now and online. Good morning, Hal. Actually, it's not so lousy. It's just yes, right. a slight little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I won't keep it long. I just sucked some food in my mouth oh, just before okay. you answer or clipped on. But I just wanted to tell you about my Christmas cactus. Sure. Since you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, mine starts in October, mm-hmm. at the end of October, and then again it blooms in November. Mm-hmm. I think it's about a six-month cactus. <laughs> then in December, the same cactus blooms again in January, then in February, and then in March. Wow. And I'm looking at it right now, double flowers, oh, nice. all the way around the thing. Wow. You are doing something very right with that plant. Well... <laughs> I love plants. I've got about 65 in my house. Wow. And I love plants. Yeah. I like watching things grow. Mm-hmm. This cactus does a super job, and it's, I don't know, it's getting pretty old, too. Oh, yeah, that's great, though. Now, any you, tips to pass along? Yes. To, well, so. it's in a window. It's in a hanging basket. Oh, yeah. On a hook, right in the window, yeah. and I get full sun every day. Well, when it's sunny. Yeah. yeah and I you, get full sun at the, in through that area. Don't disturb it at all. Do you fertilize at all? Oh, I turn it once in a while. No. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I do. I don't do much with it. <laughs> it does its own thing its own way. I turn it once in a while. It's Good. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it balanced. But it's, you know, they do thrive on neglect. No question. So that's a, a very great plant, and you're obviously doing a very great job with it. So <laughs> thank for, for you. Thanks for doing a little bit of bragging there. <laughs> thanks for the tips. Yeah. Absolutely. We're off to Hamilton, Charlie. There's Monisha on the line. Good morning, Monisha. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm calling to ask, uh, I bought some long green beans from Sri Lanka. Yes. I want to know when when can I plant those beans? Uh, so you're... What, time, what time of the month? Uh, this month or coming month? Uh, probably not. Your ground is probably still frozen, uh, down, um, you know, down the surface has started to thaw, but it's still frozen below. So we are going to wait. I'd say the soonest you'd be planting those beans outside because you're going to plant them directly outside into the ground, right? Can't I do in the house and then put it? Otherwise, there won't be much time to have the beans. 
Well, you'd be surprised. Beans grow very quickly. And if you plant, start them indoors, okay, you could do that. Start them indoors. Uh, yeah. but I w- still would not do that until the end of April. I would plant your seeds in pots at the end of April and then be ready to go outside with them by once we're frost free, which will likely be the middle of May to the third week of May. So you'll have them indoors for two to three weeks. Okay, thank you so much. You're very You're welcome. welcome. Manisha. And one just one quick thing to share, Manisha, is you yeah. the the little bean seeds, once they grow and you've got the little plants, you yeah. can't just go straight outside and plant them straight out into full sun after they've been in your house. You'll yeah. have to take them out slowly, start in the shade, the put the pots in the shade, slowly introduce them to the real world of sun and wind and everything else. We call that hardening off. So because yeah. the plants, the little seedlings will be too tender to just go straight outside. Uh, so it's okay. a kind of a slow thank process. You. Okay, thank All you, right. Manisha. Thanks for calling. Now i got to do a double check here. I've got a gentleman on the line from Skokie, Illinois, by the name of Bruce. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce, are you a first-time caller? Yes, I am. Oh. Well, now, just a minute. <laughs> Wings. As we go international, there you are. <laughs> Hi, Bruce, and thank welcome you. to the show. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, I, I was wondering, I've heard you advocate the use of uh, Roundup and there's been a second court ruling in California, I think, within the last week or two that found um, Monsanto, uh, you know, they f- found not in their favor. Mm-hmm. And now the county of Los Angeles in the last couple of days has banned the use of um, that product in the county, um, you know, as far as the county is concerned. Right. And the speculation is that's going to spread to the rest of California. And. You know, there's a mounting evidence that glyphosate, you know, it's funny, I just heard um, an ad, I guess, or a news report from Viet- the Vietnam era, and it was uh, saying that we've got this new thing that they're going to start spraying in Vietnam called Agent Orange, and right. it's right. harmless to yeah. people and yeah. uh, animals yes. and, you know, only plants that it defoliates. Mm-hmm. And, of course, now nobody in their right mind would use yeah, uh, dioxin, which was the active ingredient in that, because it's very dangerous yeah. and it's extremely dangerous to people. So um, I was just wondering if you're. So, Bruce, when you've heard me uh, mention Roundup on the show, it's important to realize that in Ontario, we do have laws around the use of chemicals in our gardens for cosmetic purposes. But Roundup is available, and and, though it's not just right on, on the regular shelves here in Ontario, it's typically behind a locked door, glass shelf, uh, and it is available for treatment of invasive species. So whether okay. it's dog strangling vine or poison ivy or poison oak or something that is uh, a problem, a noxious and, weed. And it's very much a noxious weed, that is when Roundup is, rec- is recommended. And of course, it's recommended to be used earlier in the season because when the plant is younger in the spring, the glyphosate or the trade name of Roundup is more effective at um, annihilating these plants. If we wait and start spraying in August, you ha- will have very little impact. So that's why that's when I have advocated for Roundup, it's for, been for those people that are struggling with a noxious weed that is causing all kinds of distress for them. So, But you're right, we're always learning more things, right? Yep. The, uh, often new products, new treatments, new um, prescriptions, all kinds of things get introduced with supposedly no side effects and then we find out later yeah, there are mm-hmm. so yeah it um but roundup has been around for a very long time it's it's not a new product it's been used for i was spraying it back when i was a student at guelph and that's 40 years ago so yeah. it's something that has been around for quite a while and i 
I think there's pretty good evidence that it doesn't have long-term detrimental effects. Uh, Bruce, can help me uh, kind of put a, um, a place on the map. Uh, how close are you to, say, Chicago, Skokie? Well, I'm, I'm looking out my front window, and Chicago is about 200 feet from me. <laughs> so, <laughs> feet. Not that far. <laughs> Excellent. That answers uh, that question. Come on back and join us anytime. Okay? <laughs> All right. Thanks. That's thanks great. for calling. <laughs> All right. We have to uh, take a little break here. And as I do, I can pass along those phone numbers again. In Toronto, 416-360-0740. And anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. First-time caller, Bob, on the line. We'll get to him and his call from action in just a couple of moments. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Time to have me reach for the bell because... <laughs> Ooh, you're getting your exercise. Yes, indeed. There's a, that's for Bob, first-time caller in action. Good Welcome. morning, Bob. Welcome to the show. Good morning. What's going on? I need some of your superior knowledge. <laughs> okay, doke. <laughs> okay. I have um, a ground cover called goutweed. Mm-hmm. And I, it's contained. I got a border around it and so Good. forth. We've had it for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. How can I get rid of this monster? <laughs> you, it's pretty hard, yeah. actually. So if it, it's contained, it's got a border, uh, but what, you're just tired of it, or it just keeps trying to get out of the border? Or? No, it's, it's starting to run away. It's yeah. starting to get out, going into uh, my hostas and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the graph. That's a tough one. All right. Honestly, the only way, well, two two things come to mind. One is you have to dig it out, and you have to dig deep. So it's a, it's a good 18 inches down. You've got to remove every shred of the plant, every yeah. bit of root, or it will grow back. So it's, it's a f- fairly large excavation. So goutweed, the proper name is agapodium for anybody who's listening and wondering what this plant is. It is still sold in garden centers as a very vigorous ground cover, as you point out. Uh, but it, it's so vigorous, it can be a real problem. The other thing you could do, if it stands alone in its own little sort of area, you could try the solarization method of killing it. What you would do is before it starts to grow in the spring, you get yourself a tarpaulin, preferably a dark colored one, black or or dark whatever, blue or something, and you lay that tarpaulin on the surface of the soil where that goat weed is going to grow if you don't let it, you know, to, to, to limit it from growing. And you pile some soil on top of the tarpaulin around the edges, particularly, because you do not want any light to get under the tarpaulin. And over a period of, in the case of goutweed, it might take three to four months. Sun will beat down. It will heat up the soil uh, beneath. It will uh, kill the goutweed from lack of light and from a heat buildup in the soil. But it will take a number of months. And it's not pretty to have that out like that, but it, it's quite effective way to kill plants that are a real problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, would I heard earlier on, would Roundup work? Early in the season, again, it won't work in August, but if you were to spray the leaves as they start to emerge, because remember, uh, Roundup works on green growth. It does not uh, do, you know, you don't spray the soil, you're just wasting the the Roundup. It's something where you spray onto green leaves or foliage of any kind. The glyphosate is translocated through the plant and down to the root and kills the plant. But the younger the plant, the more effective it is. Okay. Because the other way I heard 
to get rid of it was to sell the place. <laughs> yep, uh, there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just okay. move. I'll, I'll try that plastic okay. and uh, yeah, and go from there. <laughs> good okay. for you, Bob. Let, let, let us know. know how that goes. Okay, <laughs> okay, thanks. Sell the property. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. My toilets are dirty. I think I need to sell. <laughs> yeah. Margaret in Brampton. Good morning and welcome to the Garden Show. Hi, Margaret. Uh, Charlie, I have a problem. We have a pine tree in our yard, and the people that owned the house before us put rocks all underneath it. Mm. I've got weeds growing up through it like nobody's business, mm. and I want to know if I spray it with, like, Roundup or something like that, am I going to harm the tree? No. No, as long as you, you can spray Roundup directly on the bark of a tree, it will not affect the tree whatsoever. It's the green It's green stuff that um, Roundup affects. Fantastic. Maybe so. now I can get somebody to mow underneath or clean up underneath this thing. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, of course, to get in underneath there, pull all the rocks out, yeah. you know, f- see what's underneath there. There might be landscape fabric. There might be all kinds of things. Just clean the whole mess up. And personally, I wouldn't put the rocks back. I'm not a big fan of rocks on roots. I'm not a big fan of them either. Thank yeah. you very much. Okay. Thanks <laughs> Thank for you. Thank you, Margaret. Uh, and have we time? Well, we can scoot right along and see if we can. Alice in Toronto. Good morning. Good morning. When is the best time to uh, cut the roses down? Oh, pretty soon, actually. Um in the next week to two weeks, uh, you're going to start to see the little buds starting to turn red or green, a little shininess, swelling. That's mm-hmm. when that's when you get out there, get your little knee pad down down on your hands and knees with sharp pruners, sunny day, and cut back so that the the plants are. I bring my roses right down to about two, three, four inches tall. Okay. Um, in the case of hybrid teas, etc., some yeah. of the the grafted roses. So cut them down. Remember when you look at it, you want it to look like an open hand. The growth is going to go to the outside, not to the inside. So avoid any interior growth and crisscrossing branches and any of that sort of thing. But yep. I'm getting green leaves already oh. on the roses. Well, then you better get out there as soon as the sun shines <laughs> yeah. and start cutting down. And I usually fertilize when I'm cutting down my roses at the same time. Roses do love their fertilizer in the spring. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Charlie, and yeah. I enjoy your program. Thank you very much Thank for you, calling. Alice. Thank you, all righty. Uh, may I just mention something that's coming up in my show? I'm looking forward very much today uh, for a visit from two young men, uh, mm. Ben and Timothy. You might remember me mm-hmm. telling you the story of uh, a young uh, guy uh, at the MZ TV Museum a couple of weeks ago running into, uh, during March break this was, mm-hmm. ran into Moses Neimer mm-hmm. and went right up to him and said, uh, Mr. Neimer I want to tell you that I'm a real fan of Zoomer Radio. And <laughs> Moses, well isn't that nice and uh, why? what do you like about it? He said, I love the morning show because I have great music and lots of fun and I love theater of the mind <laughs> which is a show that I do yeah. and and Moses was almost knocked back in his heels. He said well that like doesn't come on until 10 o'clock at night Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, I'm listening to my bedroom. You know? <laughs> Sneaks the <laughs> radio the covers, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, those two young men are coming by the studio today. Uh-huh. Uh, one, Ben, uh, I don't know his, his last name is yet, but we'll find out. He has recorded a commercial for our sister station. And boy, this kid is good. Wow, talented, eh? Yes. Uh, right. St. Michael's School Choir, I believe. Oh, I remember. Nice. Anyway, we'll have a, a guest with them and, and uh, have a chat. 
and find out what they love about radio. And it's marvelous that they do. But that, and you know what? I bet you would be an amazing mentor for someone like that because you are such a talented radio person. So, I mean, I bet you part of the inspiration is coming from people like you. Well, bless your heart. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it very much. Well, Thanks, you have Charlie. a great time. Yeah. And thank you, Frank. Thank you, Sebastian. Couldn't do any of this without your help. Lots of great callers today. Keep those questions coming. See you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.